Welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. I've been doing this on TV and radio for more than 30 years, and now I'm expanding into a podcast. My goal is very simple, to bring you experts and information to help you make better choices, learn more, and live better. Today we're addressing an issue that all of us should know about, mental health. Mental health is just as important as physical health, yet for some reason it just isn't given the same weight as a physical ailment. So would you know how to recognize the signs and symptoms of a mental disorder either in yourself or someone you love? Today we will talk about Mental Health First Aid, a program to help us do just that. Just as CPR helps with our physical health, Mental Health First Aid training can help us recognize mental health issues. I'm so excited to introduce our guest today who will tell us all about Mental Health First Aid and how you can access their new virtual program. Welcome Jamie Angelini, Director of Consumer Services for the Mental Health Association in Atlantic County, New Jersey. Jamie, so glad you are with us today. Before we get into Mental Health First Aid, what is mental illness and how common is it? So nearly one in five U.S. adults will experience some form of mental illness in their lifetime. And when we look at the definition, um, we're looking at it as a health condition. We're not, you know, separating out um, physical and, and mental health, but really as a general health condition. But it affects our emotions, our thinking, and our behavior, or sometimes a combination of all of those. And it's really causing distress and problems with functioning. So in your everyday life, your social life, your work and family, your daily responsibilities, when something is getting in the way of that, we look at it as um, maybe a mental health disorder, mental illness that just requires some support. It is getting better, but there's still a stigma around mental health issues. Why do you think that is? It is. It's getting better, and um, but we still have a lot of work to do. And I, I think the stigma is really still there. And because of that, people are not reaching out for help. Um, again, people are looking at their mental health and their physical health so differently instead of looking at them the same exact way that they're impacting our day-to-day life. They're impacting our level of functioning and our happiness. Um, And the more we can talk about mental health typically and normally, and I hate to use the word normal, but typically I think, um, you know, the more frequently people will just reach out for support the same way they would if they had a physical or medical health condition. Sure. If your knee was hurting or you had a heart issue or whatever else, you'd go to the doctor. You'd get some help. Why would you not do that? It's not a matter of trying to be strong and, oh, just get over it, which is what you've heard. And I've learned that over the years, even doing this for so long, I've changed my view about it, just learning it, that it is not something you can just say to someone, oh, just get over it. It's it's not that, oh, thank you for that advice. I wish I could. Yeah, I really want people to to get moved forward from that, just get over it. And I love that you use, you know, your knee was hurting, because if our knee was hurting, we had a health condition, we would not only go see the doctor, but we would talk to family and friends. We would ask them for recommendations. We would talk about our health condition. And with mental health, we want people to do the same exact thing so that there's not this fear and the stigma, this misunderstanding. There is no shame in it. Now, what does the Mental Health Association actually do? So the Mental Health Association in New Jersey, and I work in the Atlanta County office, um, we provide support, education, and advocacy to individuals, adults, and families who are um, experiencing a mental health challenge or a substance use disorder. So, you know, we focus on education, educating ourselves, um, educating the community about what mental illness is, and then also, you know, providing advocacy because sometimes someone just needs, you know, someone else to be their voice in that time where they're really struggling to advocate for what they need. 
the mental health and social service system, it's a difficult system to navigate your way through. So we're really there to help people do that. Um, and then, of course, support. So we do that through support groups or one-on-one -on -one support. But being there with someone, providing that support, whether it is their first time that they're ever experiencing a mental health challenge or if this person has had ongoing mental health challenges. Um, either way, we all need some support sometimes. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> and before the COVID shutdown, you were doing a lot of these support groups face-to-face, -face, of course. But, you know, as we know, life is different from what it's been before. And you've shifted a lot of these to online services. Tell us about that. Yes, our entire organization has shifted to this new virtual world. And, um, yeah, like you said, everything was face-to-face. -face, and now we're doing everything virtually. Um, we're doing it telephonically, but also face-to-face -face through, you know, Zoom or other platforms so that we still can provide telephonic case management. <clears throat> we still can provide support groups. So there's been no interruption in services, and I think that's what's really important for anyone who is experiencing or struggling with a mental health challenge to not have their support and their services interrupted. And we've done a really nice job of making sure it's been seamless for people to still get that support. You absolutely have. Yes, you have. And how are people reacting to that? Are they using the service? Were they a little nervous at first trying to do, do this online? Yeah, I mean, I think we all were a little nervous. I was a little nervous as a group facilitator and as someone providing the service because some of these virtual platforms were new to us. We're used to, you know, sitting together and talking. But people are really um, not only catching on to it but looking forward to it. We've also heard people say, you know what, I can take advantage of additional support because before, you know, maybe I didn't have transportation to get to your office or I was working and couldn't get to the meeting on time um, or because of my anxiety, I didn't want to walk into a group. So there's so many reasons why this is working better for some people. And for others, they're just figuring out, you know, how this can work best and can fit into, you know, really their, their mental health support system. Um, but surprisingly, it, it's been a really positive thing. That is really a good point because there are some positives that can come out of it. And for those of us who have used Zoom, you don't necessarily have to put your video up. You can kind of just use your audio and talk or you can just listen. So in a way, if you want to be a little bit more anonymous, if you feel shy about getting involved, you don't have to get out there right away. You can just kind of ease into it if you'd prefer to do that. So that's a that's a really good point, Jamie. And of course, the transportation and the time it takes to go to a meeting, you know, so it's, it's, right. it's it is a new world. So tell us a little bit about the COVID shutdown and how it has affected people as far as their mental health. So we absolutely have seen an increase in numbers of individuals reaching out for support and help, um, which is a good thing. We see it as a good thing. But really thinking about that feeling of isolation that none of us um, expected, that none of us really had time to, to really prepare for, and the length of time that we have been isolated um, and without those supports. So because of that, we have seen individuals who were never utilizing the mental health system um, call the office, call the helpline, and start to take part in a group, you know, and, you know, whether it was an individual who was working full time and, you know, never really focused on their mental health or they were doing well and now being really isolated at home without their job and without their support system. Um, or some of our parents who were kind of thrown into homeschooling, having their kids at home. Or, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's been you and I. Yes, I know that. you and I have talked about that. Yes. Um, and our healthcare workers, you know, and our first responders, oh. and our frontline workers. So, 
so many of those individuals who've never reached out for support around their mental health are really utilizing the support services um, because of COVID and offering support to other people too. And that's the nice thing. When we talk about mutual support groups, it really is about not only receiving help yourself, but offering that to other people within the group. And we're, we're seeing a lot of that. And yes, the numbers are increasing um, for people to reach out for support, but I don't see that as a bad thing. How are people doing with it? Do you find that these groups are giving them some help and comfort and uh, a, a way to overcome some of these mental health challenges? I do. Um, and I see that because when somebody calls our helpline or they attend a group, they're receiving immediate emotional support. Um, but also resources, and we're focusing on resilience, and we're focusing on coping strategies. So anybody that leaves our group, um, our hope is that they're leaving with something they didn't have when they came in. So whether it's just a new way or a new outlook around what's happening, because we can't really change what's happening. We can only change our reaction, or just some new coping strategies that maybe the facilitator shared or someone in the group shared. So we do feel like people, um, the feedback is that they're feeling more positive when they leave the group. And a lot of people are coming back week after week to um, continue to engage. I love the word resilience because so much, so many of us need that right now, absolutely, in this time that we're living in with so much going on in our world. It's just been really a challenging time for so many people. So I love that you say that. And I also think it's a relief to people to share their experiences or hear other people's experiences to know they're not alone. Because sometimes you think you're on an island. Like, I can't do this on my own. I, how can I do this? And your problems are so overwhelming to you. And then when you hear what someone else is going through, you think, wow, you know, they're, they're feeling this too. And that's really the beauty, again, of mutual support, um, just validating that for, we're all going through something really difficult. You know, everyone has a reaction to an abnormal event. And this has been extremely abnormal. <laughs> yeah. So being able to say to someone else, hey, you know, I don't get exactly what you're going through. But boy, am I struggling too. And thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. I can relate. Um, is extremely powerful. That is definitely powerful. Let's shift gears and talk about mental health first aid. I took this course with you for teens, for youth. And it really mm -hmm. helped me because I have two teenagers. And it really helped me and opened my eyes about how I react to them when I see them with a problem. Uh, I, different ways to talk to them about their issues because as a mom, I would you know want to just, oh, it's all going to be okay. And I didn't realize that that maybe isn't always the best reaction when a child shares you know a problem with you or if you notice something in them. And it really helped me with that. I'm still you know a work in progress as we all are, but I have my workbook, which I refer to, and I just love the course. I thought it was great. So I know you're shifting things now to a virtual course. So tell us what Mental Health First Aid is all about and how it's going to work virtually. Sure. So Mental Health First Aid is a public education course. Um, as you mentioned, we teach a youth course. We also teach an adult course, and there's a few other modules. And what I love about it is that it's designed for anyone and everyone. So it's a skill-based training that provides anyone in the community with the skills that they need to recognize if someone close to them or even, um, you know, someone like a neighbor or um, someone in the community is experiencing some mental health challenges or starting to develop a mental health disorder or substance use disorder. So it gives us the skills to first recognize because so much of mental health first aid is simply recognizing that someone maybe isn't doing well and then having not only the courage but the actual words and the tools to engage that individual and say, hey, I'm concerned about you, which sounds really easy to just say I'm concerned, 
But for some reason around mental health, we're afraid to say it. So in this class, um, which is, you know, between six and eight hours, depending on the module and, and how it will look virtually, which I'll talk about in a moment, you learn these skills not only to recognize, but to say, I'm concerned about you. Mm-hmm. Um, the layperson will also learn how to ask someone about suicide and to not be afraid to ask about that. So, you know, I love the course because it, it really is designed so well. It reduces stigma and increases mental health literacy, which just gets us talking about it, which is so important. Um, and it really opens our eyes to the amount of people in our community who are experiencing a mental health challenge, which is, you know, pretty common. It definitely elevates mental health to the same level as physical health, just like we would learn CPR, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, or or helping someone physically. We should know how to help somebody with a mental health challenge and, and, and even ourselves, because sometimes you may not recognize these symptoms within yourself. No, so as you go through the class and we're together for those hours, not only do you yourself recognize um, maybe a time in your life when you weren't doing so well or maybe, you know, currently, but also you think about your friends, your family, your coworkers, and you're right, it really does elevate it so that you're walking through life. Our hope is after this class, you're walking through life with a different lens and you're not afraid to engage someone and talk about mental health, um, but also you're just recognizing that someone might be struggling and the hope is that you're no longer afraid to open that conversation. Um, and I love that you connected it with um, the physical and medical health. We do so many exercises in the class where we talk about how, you know, this looks and feels like medical and physical health. However, we're not talking about it the same way in our community. Um, and we continue to kind of go around and shift our thinking so that by the time you're finished the class, um, people feel like, okay, I've got this. I know now mental health and physical health go together, and I shouldn't be afraid to talk about it. Um, So we've always taught it in person, as you know, and you've Mm -hmm. taken our class. We are going to shift to virtual teaching with everything going on. And we're probably looking at the end of the summer or mid-fall when we roll that out. We're not sure exactly what it will look like, but we do believe that you'll spend probably about four hours with us in kind of a virtual classroom. And then you might do a self-paced two-hour course on your own. So we'll, we'll have more information on that soon. And then when we're, you know, back in person, we can be back in the classroom with people, which is what we want. Yes, of course. But this is, as you said, there are some positives to this, transportation issues. And, and if you're shy about sharing, you can, you're sitting at a computer screen. Sometimes people feel a little bit more comfortable that way. So there yeah. are some positives of the virtual world. And I plan on taking it now, the adult course because I was I only did as I said the youth mental health first aid and you did such a wonderful job teaching it and I love the fact that you actually brought up scenarios that could potentially happen and what would you do in this situation and how would you act so you actually have people walk through situations that they could encounter yeah and I think the scenarios are powerful um, and if you'll remember when we walk through the scenarios, you know we kind we come back to our small group and we'll say, "Okay, so what would you say to this young person, this youth?" And everyone starts by saying, "I would say this." And as the instructor, I would flip it around and say, "No, give me the actual words, you know yes, because it's very different. You know we all know what we think we would say, um, but it's very different to be in that situation, and we want people in the class to be as prepared as they can. So if they are faced with a family member, a friend, um, their spouse, their child, their partner, who is struggling, to be able to really dig deep and have those words ready and um, to not have to do it for the first time there, but to really practice it in that safe space of the classroom with us. 
you can improve their life, you can help them live a better life, but you can also save their life in some situations. And this is why it is so important for all of us to give mental health the attention it deserves. It is more common than any of us might imagine. There is no shame in it and there is nothing to fear about being open about a mental health issue. This is something we need to keep talking about and it's just vital for us to learn more about this. So so you plan on launching the mental health first aid courses towards the end of the summer? Yes, virtually probably at the end of the summer, early fall. And where can people go to get more information or to sign up for a course? The best way is through our website, which is mhaac.info. Thank you so much for sharing this vital and important information that can help save lives. We so appreciate it. Jamie Angelini, Director of Consumer Services for the Mental Health Association in Atlantic County, New Jersey. Thank you so much, Robin. And we will have more information about the Mental Health Association as well as Mental Health First Aid. It is a worldwide international program that is saving lives everywhere. So I hope you will consider taking the course. And that wraps it up for me today for another edition of our new podcast, Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Be sure to sign up to get notifications about our podcast and our health tips. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you learned a little more about the importance of mental health and how it plays such a huge role in our overall health. We'll see you next time. Until then, please keep living well.